Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We are talking manager merry-go-round. Some terrible results for some shitty teams. We've got some England talk and anything else we can get up to. Let's go! So have you got a sore throat? Nah, no, just a bit hungry. Birthday celebration. The big, the big five zero for Chris this weekend. Five zero. Yeah, <laughs> well, I went, I went to a pub just before um, watching Arsenal, and uh, the bouncer was like, "How old are you?" Like me? Yeah, you. So still got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was wondering why he was creeping round. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> Too old, leave him alone. I was in a full Arsenal kit. <laughs> um, Mourinho is in. Mourinho is in. And uh, in with a bang. I don't know what they were doing, bringing him in before West Ham. Like, oh, yeah. If there was a way to win over Tottenham fans quickly, it's get results either against Arsenal or West Ham. So, I, I'm pretty sure... The three of us could have beaten West Ham yesterday, though. That first 80 minutes, that was one of the worst performances I've seen. I mean, they were so awful. So awful. Well, it's, it's one of those things, right? I know, obviously, Mourinho's in now, but, you know, you always get that when a manager sets. It always seems like any team seems to do well. Yeah, I think like that, first game, don't they work yeah, but, it out that you get a 10-game bounce from a new manager? Probably. They say it's, but, yeah. but like, like you like, said... Just like Wimbledon's you, doing. The next 10 games after getting a new manager, you improve. But like you and said... And then you revert back. West so. Ham, like, international break, West Ham away. That couldn't have been any more perfect for Levy and for Spurs because, yeah, they were always going to beat that West Ham. Well, I, that was my pick before the international break. Before I knew... I even thought, even with Poch, they'd beat West Ham. They are so bad. Well, that's a good question, though, in terms of, like, timing. And you're saying, like, it's a good result. Um, because it is still an odd time that it happened. I think I think we I think it's pretty common knowledge that Pochettino hasn't been happy since the start of the season. So you imagine maybe there was some I don't know disagreements between Pochettino and Daniel Levy. And then you it, kind of mentioned Mark as well, like when we chatted in the week that they must have had Mourinho yeah. in mind, and then this was the moment he was available. Yeah, I reckon they've been well, talking to him. The only potential inside knowledge that I have. Is oh, that, yes, yes. Is that, um, that. No, the, well, the only thing I know is that the Mourinho well, thing drop, was not the Mourinho thing was not on Danny until was, about two Danny weeks ago. Danny was talking to Levy. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, no, I wasn't. Daniel Levy's son, smooching and sent all. No, I wasn't. Anyway, did you invite um, him on the pod? For, <laughs> you should have. Yeah. He could have been our first guest. A right, a right to reply. Uh, <laughs> no, he. That's uh, the comments, and he didn't. He didn't say much. Him, but what what we do know is that Mourinho was only really. It was only a couple of weeks ago that it became apparent he'd be available, he could do it. And actually, when you say it's weird timing, but the international break is normally when these things happen. You look at this week... But it was like two days before the end, isn't it, really? Like, yeah, but you, you look at this week, and you're probably going to have Marco Silva, Pellegrini and Emery, maybe, maybe not. But then we stayed you're, talking, you're yeah, talking yeah. about some managers who are going to be sacked this week, which is just a one week later. You might as well have done it in the international break, because you've got a break and you've got time for them to get in, sort it all out, do all of what you'd normally do. So I don't think the timing was that weird from that point of view, but... I understand it. It wasn't there was some fallout or it was some random thing. All of a sudden, Mourinho became available, so it was a decision to make: do we pull the trigger now and get Mourinho, or do we risk, I don't know, another three months of this? It doesn't work, and then who knows who we get? So I think that's probably why it's happened. I still personally think Mourinho is is just committing suicide, putting I him in your football club. I think I think that him going to Tottenham, showing that he's probably now he's 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 dropped a level. Do you know what I mean? He's he's now he's kind of like second rate. Like Tottenham ain't a big 
big European side. No, uh, he's not. He's not. No, they only got to the Champions League final. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's like Mourinho here has, has dropped his standards in terms of maybe like five, six, seven years ago. He wouldn't. But have I think he well, needs. That's, that's where he is. That's his level. I yeah. think. I, well, I yeah. think he needs to now because he's now in a place where it's like it's not what he does while he's at your club. He leaves your club in a bad place. Yeah. yeah. Inter Milan took years to get. You could argue they're still getting over. Only just him. now Conte's back in. It's the first season in about ten that they actually have a good. It'll season. take Man United years to get over what he'd done there. Yeah, like, Real Madrid. Real Madrid. They still haven't got over it. It's he, he the the problem with Mourinho and why I I mean if the Everton job had come up he'd have probably taken that if he wasn't <laughs> getting the spurt honestly Imagine. because he's desperate to get back in football because he's he's start he's a dying art effectively he is not the Mourinho of old he's not the guy who's going to go and win you. 10 trophies and he's not the man manager who everyone loves where you have Matarazzi crying and you had John Terry's and everyone like loving him you don't the players don't feel like that about him anymore there's well, no one at Man United that Alli. loved him I mean like by all accounts Deli Alli a good game yesterday, uh, yesterday. and um, did you see what he said to him he said to him before the game yeah So he's, he's you, is it you or is it your brother yeah, no he's yeah. still yeah, Deli Alli was pissed off about it you see his post match interview <laughs> did he? people have been joking about it for, for all year it's not funny that's what he said in his post-match interview. He said, I think I've been playing really well. <laughs> he looks pissed yeah. off. Ali looks pissed off. Wherever Poch goes, I would be keeping an eye on Ali because... See, I'm not sure because Mourinho's come in and he's put Ali ahead of Ericsson in his first game. So, I know Ericsson, there's politics about he's running his contract down, not playing well, etc. But I think that's a sign of faith. Do you like, think they can get rid of him in January, uh, Ericsson? Ericsson. I think they have to. He'll go for free otherwise. They have to. Look at, but how? And then, but he'll go down for like like a tenth of the price. Oh, it'd be fifteen million, eighteen million, or yeah, something, which is which is, yeah, but, which is nothing really when you consider how good Ericsson is. Um, but it's better than not getting it. It's leaving. They'll, right? they'll probably get, get fifteen million or about fifty if Manu come in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you know, you laugh, but Manu might come in. The only thing is, why on earth would Ericsson go there? I just I don't understand. Money. That's why. Well, maybe. Which is why I wouldn't want him. So the, my issue, my biggest issue with Poch is just uh, with Poch with Mourinho is. And and what Levy's done by bringing him in, Pochettino spent the last five years building something head to toe, like top to bottom in that club. The way he plays football, the way he is, the kind of players he brings through, the academy, the young English yeah. team. That is the complete opposite oh, to yeah. Mourinho. He's going to come in and rip that up. Do you think like, we'll ever see believe. Harry Winks again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Winks played yesterday. Yeah, he? but he'll gradually get phased out. He, he, he will. He'll get Fellaini in in, in January. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we laugh, right? But that is Mourinho, and and I know he says he's changed. It's not about me. Harry but Kane, no, he hasn't changed. He hasn't. No. Ch- it's Mourinho. That's, well, Harry that's Kane, how he wins. There'll be players like Harry Kane who will, who can benefit from a Mourinho. Like he can win the League Cup. I was watching. Well, what I was, gonna, I was, I was watching Harry Kane that. for England, thinking, do you know what? The guy doesn't do much, but what he does is good. So oh, he's like, brilliant. If he's the ball comes into him, these, no, no. But like I was watching him, I'm like, he's he is now significantly more la- like le- well, lazy, but probably strategic with his energy than yeah. he's ever been. Like he don't like every Tottenham attack. He's barely jogging. Yeah. Like, see the worst diver in English football history. Is he? Know. Yeah, he's terrible. I don't know. Have he's you have you seen have you seen William? In, I mean, like Englishman. Wow. Oh. Oh, I don't know. We got a lot of them now. Yeah, but he's terrible. Like, Callum Hudson Adoy loves a dive. Oh, yeah, Zaha is. English? He loves a dive. Dan yeah. James? Yeah, yeah Zaha, he loves a dive. Zaha was English till he got dropped from yeah. the England squad. <laughs> then he changed nation. Rooney <laughs> used to love a dive. Ali loves a dive. Yeah. We got a nation yeah, full of them. It's dreadful. You can't get one. But they give it to him as well. The referees give it to him. But I, I digress. Um, in terms of like Pochettino, he's probably not lost any stock 
in, in, in no, he can walk into he'll walk into any club. No, he like only a few months ago got Tottenham to a Champions League final. Which that was also like the the Premier League. Do you think the Premier League sort of? Um, uh, but over the, they've over. probably been one of the most consistent teams over the last few years. Yeah. You've probably got yeah. fifth, six, fourth, second, third, second, second. Yeah. Like, I mean, and even the times they finished third, like you have to put into context that they were the second best team. Yeah, that year then, when they got beat by they Arsenal, just, they weren't. Be- yeah. Arsenal weren't better than that season. They just capitulated the year Leicester won the league. Will you say, Martin, that you wouldn't, wouldn't want Ericsson uh, to play for Man United? That you take Potts though. Uh, mixed. You wouldn't take Poch? Like right, now, right now. Yeah. Right now. Really? I, I just, I never like, I just don't like the manager merry-go-round. Like, I, it's the same even when Mourinho, I, I said it last season on the pod, just back him. While he's still in the job, back him. Then they sacked him. And I was like, okay, you stick with Oli now. Like The problem is, that's a bit like, um, it's a bit like, if you know it's not working... Do you just stay for the sake of staying because you want stability and you don't want to be a firing club? Like the, the honest truth, if you if you gave Oli two years, if you said now Oli is not going anywhere, in two years' time, do you think Man United will be a better team, a better side than they are Today, right now? Yes. Because I, do you think they'll be any higher than fifth or sixth with Oli in charge, genuinely? I, well, I do because I look at the team and I'm like, we basically we brought Oli in and we said we're going to build the team from scratch. Like all our goals, the average age of the three goal scorers today was 19. Like we we have young players. Like we, it's not a you, you either go down the fans' route and say, okay, we bring someone in, we want to rebuild, we want to rebuild. Thirteen games into the season, no, sack it, get a manager in, bring in big signings. Like you have to be more strategic. You can't just you go two routes, which we tried under Mourinho, which is bring in someone who supposedly has success, bring in big name signings, spend huge money on Sanchez, Ibrahimovic, Di Maria. Falcao and say we want success right now or you go the route we're going and saying we're going to bring in 17 18 year olds we're not going to have success in the first season but hopefully Mason Greenwood will be England's best striker in three years Rashford will be decent can we get more out of Martial Daniel James looks a real talent you're like what way do you go you can't after 13 games write someone off if the idea is to build my my only issue with that is what experience does um Oli have of really managing at a high level and coaching these kind of players you're talking about the, the whole point of having young players and the reason everyone's clamouring for Poch is because he went into Spurs got all their young players and made them better built a system did built a way of playing kind of he did the same thing at Southampton he actually did the same thing at um, Espanyol before that as well that's what he does he goes into clubs which have good academies good young players he builds a system and he teaches them and he makes them better Who, where's the proof that Oli now he might do that admittedly he might do that but I that, that's a massive risk to put all your eggs in that basket and go, let's hope that in the next couple of years, Oli Solskjaer becomes this great coach who's going to be able to pull these young 17, 18-year-olds through into these superstars. That's a massive but, risk when you're Man United. But if you're going to get Poch in, do you think you, you could go to Poch and say, you come to Man United, but you're not going to buy anyone, any big names, unless they fit these criteria? I don't think he would. Well, no, no, but he's going to have the Real Madrid job. He couldn't buy anyone. He couldn't buy anyone for two years at Spurs. I mean, he he can manage without buying people. I think he won't accept not being in charge. But he, the one thing about him is that he's always been his title has always been head coach. He's never been a manager, and he's he's openly said that, which is that he understands there are directors of football now. There's managers. He's a coach, head coach, and that's his role is to get the best out of the team. So. 
look, he did it for five and a half years at Spurs. I know. I mean, we've been talking about Poch for years. We joke. I think at the start of last season, one of my predictions was Mourinho would get sacked and Poch would get the job. Still waiting. We'll yeah. see. Um, but I, I, I don't know. When you put the two together, I just think, yes, he wants stability. Yes, Oli can make it. But I think it's a massive risk that you put all your eggs on him and go, right, we're going to be stable and he's going to be the guy. I just don't know if I see no, it in him. I just think he's the guy to, to build a young team up to a certain point. Then you, once the players are at a certain level, then you upgrade Solskjaer. What you can't have is a top-level manager building up players from the youth because they'll, they'll come in and they'll say, well, the first thing I want to do is we need a striker, we need a centre-back, we need a centre-mid. I don't like, know. I think when you look at look at what Brendan Rodgers is doing at Leicester, he's kind of all right. Brendan Rodgers isn't like a Klopp or a Pep, but he's a very good manager and he's getting a, like he's he's showing you know his stuff. But he's doing a similar thing. He's get, making young players better. But the expectation is different at Leicester than it is Man United. Yeah, because Man United is a club where you want to say right, well, we're we're winning right now. And like so you're you Mark are willing to wait. Yeah, there's a lot of fans aren't willing to. They're win. a publicly listed company. If they go in the next two, three years not winning anything, consistently being sixth, seventh in the league, none of their share price is going to drop. They're not going to attract big names. Talking, they're not, but they're, not, they're, they're going to change. No but we're not China talking. Won't, won't allow that but we're not. Yeah, but we're also not talking three years. I'm saying you've got to give the guy a couple of transfer windows. He had one. He's had one transfer. Well, he had the January, but he had yeah. only been in the job yeah. like a few weeks. So he's had the summer where he's cleared out players that. We all would have said with dead wood. Like he's not had the chance to bring in. I don't know about. I don't know about well, Daniel yeah. James, Dan James, Dan James, Maguire, and Juan Bissaka. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't and, know. And Herrera could have done the job today in that midfield. But. Yeah, but Herrera left for different reasons. Like, and he did come out and say, like, we will sign players, but they just have to fit certain criteria. They have to want to play for Man United, which is that what we've not been doing. One of them being black. You're young black players, isn't it? Most of the youth teams. Black people everywhere. It's crazy. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like it's like they're the, the Crystal Palace of the North. <laughs> I think uh, my my only other issue with Oli, like, I like Oli. I think he's he can he's a, he's doing better than Mourinho. Like if I had to pick Mourinho or Oli, I'd have Oli every day he's of the not, week. Well, he's because not doing better. No, no, because Mourinho was just a dark cloud. He played awful football. At least Oli is trying. Like we we have exciting games. We score some goals. Admittedly, we don't play the greatest football. And we, we we don't have a great squad, but. At least he's trying and he likes attacking football. That That's complete opposite Mourinho. So I, I prefer that. My issue is when you look at Pep, you look at Klopp, you look at even Rodgers now, you look at um, a note Poch and a number of managers, even Hasselhoff to an extent, they have a system. They have a way of playing. You can watch their games. You know where players are meant to be. This is the same problem Emery has at Arsenal. What what style of football does Emery play? Shit. Fuck knows. The guy doesn't have a clue. Like you've got a few managers in drop Marco Silva. What style of football does Marco Silva play? Where do his what position do his players play in? You have no idea. Like it's different every week. I know it's interesting, like I was talking about Emery yesterday about it. It's just be interesting to see what they actually do in training sessions. I have no like, idea. There was there was a watching them at, uh, the the game today, Man United Sheffield uh, Sheffield United. Sheffield United had this string of passes right in the midfield where it was like ping, 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 in and around, just had it. Man United players running around, and you're like, if Sheffield United are doing that, how can the bigger team? Like, They've had four years of doing that. To be fair, that's but the same. Just, I mean, nine of that eleven were in League One. But it's just kind of like how I mean, you know. Yeah. You talk about that ten game bounce back. You know, at a certain point, managers get in their own way with their teams. 
so fucking stubborn about the way in which they're going to approach the game. You do it this way. But I'm like, is he saying to his players, this is what you do? As far as I'm aware, Unai Emery, the only two things he tells his players to do is to... Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> uh, no, he tells, um, uh, tells the centre-backs to play in, play in their box and not kick the ball out. And um, tells the goalkeeper to do the same. That seems the only thing that he's doing. I don't know. But... Yeah. I... See, the difference, I think, at the minute of Solskjaer and Emery is Emery has his full squad to pick yeah. from. Oh, completely. I think completely. one of the big issues today is that we have a really thin squad. So we lose Martial, our front three doesn't look the same. We've lost McTominay and Pogba. So us, today we just have no centre midfield. Like We lose a couple of centre-backs, we've got no defence. Our, our squad's really thin. So with Solskjaer, there were times where I'm thinking, today we had no midfield, but you're playing Fred and Pereira. It's like... It's it's hard. He hasn't got the he hasn't got the players to pick. So yeah, he has had them. But I mean, they're injured. So like yeah. when they're back, no, he has so. had them, and it's still much of the same. It's I, not. No, like, I don't know. When I, we have, agree, when we have our full t- squad, when we have our starting eleven fit, we we have a way of playing. We have a style. We just don't have good quality backup. Where with Arsenal. Like the issue is, he has everyone fit, but he don't seem to know who his best eleven is. When you, when you put Arsenal and Man United, and he's struggling on without Jaka. <laughs> you put Arsenal and Man United on paper, and you look for like he's the glue. Collapse and action, Jaka's been gone. We'd be nowhere. If you look for the top quality players, you look at that Arsenal team, and you look at the likes of Aubameyang and Lacazette, even Tierney, Guendouzi. You got players in there who think they can be top quality players. Look at Man United's team, and you take out maybe Martial. How many proper top quality players, like world class top players, have they got in that team? Not a lot. That's why I agree with you on that point. I think if I was going to pick who's in a worse situation right now, Arsenal, Man United, it's Arsenal. Absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely abysmal well, what was going on. At home to Southampton, so. you, you did draw, you know. Draw, draw excuse me. <laughs> Had you left before the game? Yeah. No, 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 you're right. It's like, right, uh, yeah, last I, minute. I was at the game. It was just minute. as bad as losing. I know we just had that, had it in our minds when we were watching. I was like, you should have lost. They had 20 something shots on goal. Crazy, it's ridiculous, and like uh, Rory was saying, oh, you know, it, it's not that bad that Arsenal hasn't had didn't play as bad. They've certainly had worse performance this season. That's probably true, but this one is purely results based. You should be winning that game at home. There's no, there's no argument. Especially it's, a team that lost nine, nine, nine like, and three it's game ju- weeks ago. It's not just about winning that one nil. Like that is a that is a Southampton team that are not very good, and that is an Arsenal team with enough quality that should put them to the sword. This, we're not talking about a half. You know, a top seven team there. You're talking about a team that's going to struggle to get out of relegation. And this is the problem as well. You know, we talk about the manager managerial merry-go-round. Unai Emery's going to be there to the end of the season, and he just he can't be. He, he just can't be. I don't. It's the same thing. Like we'll finish tenth. It's eight, well, we'll finish tenth. That's but I would want Arsenal to keep Emery because, of course, you would. Yeah. Want Arsenal <laughs> yeah. No, but also <laughs> Arsenal had felt similar to United at one point that they had loyalty to their managers. Yeah. Like second Emery this season, it was a, it's, you just then become another club who, if the manager at any point during the manager's career, if they have ten bad games, they're out. Like I think the problem is is that, and I'm not I'm with you when it comes to not getting rid of managers too soon, and I'm not. It, it's just hard in this instance not to to say that he has to stay because it is just so bad. It's so bad, and everyone in that I mean Arsenal fans are pretty shit at the best of times, like complaining, but it is just. And I don't know. It, it, it's not even like you can look at Solskjaer and you can look at Man United and think, you know what? There's some promise in certain aspects of it. 
Arsenal, you can't see there's any no, promise with there's him. No him. There's no way of improving. He's just no. not good enough. They are going backwards. They're I not going forward. But they've got backwards. a young team as well, though. I think they've got the average, got, the youngest average starting eleven. Yeah, but they've got some good players. Like Bamiyang's not young. Um, yeah. Lacazette is a is a seasoned guy. Um, I mean, you've got David Luiz, who's a you know Premier League stalwart. Like they've got a good mixture of experienced and young players. But even if they had young players or old players, if it, it doesn't matter. It's the actual things that they do on the pitch, regardless of age. I don't think I don't think Arsenal are doing well because they've got a young team and they're naive. No. For me, sticking with the wrong like. Sticking with the wrong decision reminds me of a uh, like doing something because oh well I've made that decision so I'm going to stick with it now. Yeah. It's kind of very similar to a big thing going on in our in our country right now, which is imagine well imagine you got told oh you've got a life threatening disease so you go and book yourself out in in Switzerland to go and finish yourself off and then you're about to board the plane and then they say oh actually you're not going to die oh I've, I've booked it now. I'm like, I've got to go, haven't I? Because well, you're not going to die anymore. You don't need to go. Ah, oh, yeah, but I've I've booked it, so I'll get on anyway. That's a bad analogy. I don't yeah. want to trip to Switzerland. No, it's because you can. There's euthanasia in Switzerland. That's my oh. my point. He's oh. saying Emery's going to kill Arsenal. No, my point. My point is Emery the, is killing. It's the Arsenal same thing. If you speak. if you know you've made a mistake, Emery, why stick with it? Emery is a don't stick with it. Our principle. You've made a mistake. Emery is a life threatening. Take that analogy how you will. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I think that's where the difference lies between someone like um, Solskjaer at Man United and, and Unai Emery at Arsenal. At Man United, there looks like there's some promise. You can actually see, oh, maybe if we did this, we did that, maybe there were a few changes, or, or we waited. And well, we waited let's wait and get our players get better. back. And yeah, then yeah. you've got it. You look at Arsenal, there's, there's, we are, he's killing us. We're yeah. dead. Yeah. So and and we I, need to take action. and I think one of the differences is at Man United they lost they should never have got Mourinho they lost their culture yeah, yeah. Com- I would have given agree. I would have given Van Gaal one more year and um, you loved Van Gaal I liked what he was doing I didn't like his style of football as such but I could see he was going in the right direction but. We sold our culture and we sold our soul to the devil with Mourinho. And Spurs, Spurs, and Spurs have and just done the yeah. same thing. Yeah. But what the re- what Solskjaer represents is the Man United of old. He was part of the treble winning team. He's got good connections within the club. He like it, the, there's the more change, but there's more to it than just like the team he's picking. And like the whole point is Man United are re- rebuilding their culture that they sold off a few years ago. Maybe so. There's Maybe. more to it with the with the. Um, managerial merry-go-rounds and you're, you were saying we were almost in for some breaking news that uh, yep. Silver apparently Marco that. Silver is imminent so we're Which recording on a you. Sunday night Told he's so. imminently leaving there's a yeah. there's tweets going around the, the under 23s have been told not to go into training tomorrow because David Unsworth's about to take over from the mate so they're obviously that's why it's all been leaked because they'll go oh I wonder why we're not being going into training tomorrow they lose against the Norwich side just as bad as See, that's just poor awesome. management by Everton. Cause you oh, know completely. They, you know completely. they're sacking Silver with no one in mind to bring in. They're just like, we're Tottenham. Well, yeah, Tottenham David Unsworth's like, going to take over Pochettino's gone, and we're saying, what's going to happen? Within 24 hours, it's done. Like, Mourinho's in, Poch is out, swift turnover. Yeah. Everton are probably going to have Unsworth in. He'll probably get three wins, and then there'll be this dilemma. Yeah, do, do, we, give give him, to, do we give him, him the job? the end of the season? And then they'll go, oh, maybe we'll get Poch at the end of the season, we'll give him to the end of the season, and they nearly get relegated. Yeah, it's not going to go well for Everton. They should just get Roy Keane. They should not get Roy Keane. Why? There's a lots of reasons not. I mean, to be fair, if you're a Sunderland fan, you might want you might say otherwise. He did well with them, but he's yeah. not done well anywhere. He, he's just... 
Yeah, but he's been out of football long it, enough where everyone likes him because he's finally on TV. Yeah, but imagine him. Imagine him. Imagine him coming into your, into training every day. Imagine the abuse. Imagine how rude he'd be. Like the, these players now. These players get paid millions of pounds in the age of sixteen. They need cuddling. They need being told that they're the best. Well, Keane ain't going to do that. The moment he goes into the Arsenal dressing room and, and blasts uh, Bamiyan for his Imagine. Lifetime. Imagine. But he just holds a high standard. Like, Roy, oh, Roy Keane was the top, top elite player. Like, and, and I think when he, when he looks at players like, say, in a Bamiyan or Lacazette, he he'll, would be disgusted that they don't keep that same level every game. Because to him, it's alien. He's like, this is your job. You, you just can't do that. Football's different. Unfortunately, yeah. money's changed the game. Like imagine trying to tell Ozil something. You're not running hard enough. Imagine yeah. yelling at him about that. Yeah. What's he going to do? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool, thanks. Fine. I earn yeah. ten times the amount you do. Fuck but off. then don't... Yeah. But 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 it's just because of this image we have of Roy Keane. Klopp and Pep do that. They're not cuddling their players. You think Pep's cuddling Fernandinho if he's not running? Pep is shower. Pep... Like, sometimes, it's different. No, it's no, different. Exactly. They're running because he's cuddling them. Yeah. It's no, not the. It's not. It's the other way around. It's positive reinforcement rather than no, negative reinforcement. He's the type of guy that, like, when he hugs them, I feel like he just puts his hand and grazes their bum cheek. <laughs> he's very odd. Isn't he? Did you see? There was a clip. Um, actually, BT Sport did quite a good little, like, two-minute clip of on the morning of Mourinho. Oh, the day after Mourinho was in, and it was like the first twenty-four hours of Mourinho, and they got quite good insight it must have been a, done a deal because they interviewed him they were on the training ground they're like it was just little clips and it was really funny one probably of the, helped pay to probably wages. well one of the early <laughs> clips is uh, they're all in, they've all come into training that morning obviously it got announced like 6.30 that morning they came into training that morning and um, he's walking around and they're all doing stretches and he just walks up to Kane and he starts like patting him on the head and then patting him on the back and then sort of gives him a little pat on the bum and walks off and I was laughing I'm looking at that like Kane sort of this is weird. You better play well. I'm making my prison bit. Yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah. Something like Hold that. my pocket. <laughs> oh, I really worry for Spurs. I worry for a lot of their players. The thing um, is, it'll be, it's like short-term games, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, the rewards aren't going to be there. When Mourinho is... They'll sat- win the Carabao Cup and they'll be like, yes, our first trophy in 110 yeah. years or whatever it is. Um, well, the last um, manager to win a trophy is Juan Ramos. Everyone talks about him like a hero, <laughs> not. Yeah. Poor statue outside of Juan Ramos. Yeah. Yeah, who the fuck is he? Who's he gone to? Uh, he's in, probably in Spain somewhere. He must no be idea. retired now. Juan Ramos. I don't, don't know. know. We can look him up. While we're here. Breaking news. Breaking news. Juan Ramos. Should we have a bet? Should we see who who thinks they can guess where the former Spurs manager, Juan Ramos, I'm is currently? I've got open, Spanish sorry. teams. Uh, <laughs> let me look at Spanish teams. I think he's at Leganes. I think he's at Leganes? Leganes. Interesting. It's the first team I saw. Uh, he is, in fact... I don't, think, I don't think he's anywhere. He's retired. He's retired. <laughs> I win. <laughs> he last worked as a manager of Malaga. He replaced Malaga. Oh, nice. um, do we want to talk about England? Not really. We didn't have a pod last week. Well, the, um, the draw's been made. Yeah. For- Has it? Oh no, the draw is being made on. Uh, no, the they pots. Did, they did the they pots. Did, they you now, said we could have a group with Portugal and France in it. Yeah. The draw is on the. What did I say? The thirtieth. It's the thirtieth. Yeah. yeah. Although so there's the one 30th. of the groups has already three of the teams already decided because they've got so many rules about certain teams have to play at home and then certain teams can't play each other. So already there is a group with Russia, Belgium. But they haven't even and, got all the teams qualified yeah, yet. But there's, there's already a group with three teams year. in it. 
Um, there's, it's Russia, <laughs> Belgium, and, and then what, someone. I can't remember who. Then they got to figure out actually how the Nation League applies to it. But that's it. The Nation League have playoffs next, yeah. so Scotland, Ireland still have a chance of qualifying. Jeez. Northern Ireland could play Republic of Ireland. That would, in say, the playoffs, pre, that would be crazy. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, poor show, just... pretty poor showing from the England fans booing Joe Gomez just because of the, the old Sterling incident. Yeah, but uh, I'm just let's just decide football fans aren't great like let's just like they'd, they'd have booed it they'd have booed any like if Sterling <laughs> yeah. had been the one coming on they probably would have booed him I think it was just like the booing I've, England just, England does have club divide in their fans which is a bit yeah annoying like you should just for that for that 90 minutes you're just cheering on the same team it doesn't matter if you're an Arsenal fan and Kane scores or you're a Tottenham fan and who plays for England for Arsenal um <laughs> 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 No, does he play? Is he? No, no. Right. Um, right, bad, bad example. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like if for ninety minutes you should cheer on Sterling Kane, regardless if you're Liverpool. Or the Arsenal. thing I, I do, I know he sent. I think they sent Gomez back, didn't they? After that, because he didn't want him to maybe get booed again for the next year. I genuinely don't think he would have got booed. I think it was just like the next week Sterling would have been playing. It was all good, and I don't think the fans would have booed him at all. But. Oh, it's just stupid, isn't it? Football fans are fickle. Um, I was just looking up. So you know I was saying about the, the group. So it's a Group B already has Russia, Denmark and Belgium in it for the Euros. Because of all the rules around who can qualify and who can't play who, those they've already chosen. So, uh, yes, it's, it's all a bit ridiculous. Um, that's a pretty tough group, Belgium, Denmark, Russia. Because yeah. England will get Scotland in their group if um, Scotland, Scotland qualifies. Yeah, so. Will they? Definitely. Yeah, because Scotland's a host... Oh, so, so our group play. is. Yeah, yeah. So each group has two host teams. So ours is Wembley and Hampden Park. So honestly, I, I tried to read up on the the different rules and how the. Honestly, I have no idea. I'm just going to wait. It's funny because the, they're like. Should wait till the draw's done and then just check it. out. Host teams play at home, but it's a neutral game, so they don't get any more tickets. Yeah, so England will play at Wembley, but. The actual England and whoever they play will only get a small proportion of tickets. Yeah, but you know that three quarters of Wembley will still be England fans. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something to look forward to next week. On the next pod, we can talk about our group and the TBC that we're going to get in it, which will probably be Scotland. Although they're not going to be... Who are they playing? Norway or Serbia? They're not going to be them. So well, Are Norway good? Norway, yeah. Norway are very good, actually. They? Well, they've got... One good one. They've got Haaland. They've got Odegaard. They've got some decent players. Huh? Norway. Yeah. Were they in the World Cup? Yeah. <laughs> no, they weren't in the World Cup. Um, I mean, um, they're good in the... They're, the better, than Sco- were in they're the better than Scotland. Tournament. Sorry. Let me rephrase my... They're better than Scotland. And Serbia. have got people like Mitrovic. They've got uh, a few decent players, Serbia. Any of them as good as McGinn? Or Andy uh, Roberts? No. Agreed. So. Or Andy Roberts? No, to be fair. Well, look, Scotland had a terrible qualifiers, but they had a good Nations League. So. Tierney, Irish, isn't it? No, he's Scottish. Oh, right, Him and Andy Robertson. That's actually uh, Scotland's biggest problem. They don't know what to do. They've got yeah. two of the best left backs and they don't know what to do with them. Just play Andy Robertson at left wing. They, no, they play Tierney at left wing and they play oh. Robertson left back. Well, they've done it wrong. Oh, yeah. There you go. Anyway. That's good. Um, uh, results, results League? league. Yeah. Oh, I was so close this week. Uh, I was so close. For, I went for Spurs to win 3 1. Oh. And in the last kick of the game, I was texting Mark going, Look how great I am. This is my big four points coming away at West Ham. Last kick of the game, they conceded. Fucking ridiculous. This Could have been 3-3, but offside. Could have been. Did you update it, Mark? 
Okay, no, I'm um, so I'll just put. So the result was actually three two. I went three one, but it was away. So I got an away result and a correct result. So I get two points, which is nice. I went for uh, what the fuck was I doing? You went for Bournemouth to beat Wolves three one. That's interesting. Why did I do that? So you got no result. Yeah, it's zero and zero and a big zero. And Mark, uh, you went for Aston Villa to beat Newcastle two nil, which that, hasn't happened yet. Why the hell did I do that? You obviously had to pick Bournemouth. Don't have to do anything. It's still early in the season. Yeah. So odd. Go on, carry on. Um, Aston Villa so, and Newcastle haven't played yet, so, so uh, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. Uh, next week, Chris, who are you picking? Uh, do you know what you pick first? Sure. So I've already, I've already made my decision this week, and um, sort of off the back of what we've just spent the last twenty minutes talking about, I'm going for a Norwich home win against Arsenal. Norwich home win against Arsenal. That's what I'm going for. Very good. I'm going for a Norwich 3-1 victory at home to Arsenal. Emery to be fired thereafter. Is it a double game week next week? Mm, No. No. It is. There's a a game on the 30th of November. Bournemouth are playing the 30th of November. Yeah. And they're also playing the 3rd. Yeah, that's a second. That's another game week. There's midweek games the week after next. Then there's... Yeah, no, there's no double game week in terms of fantasy. In fact, the the midweek games, oh. uh, which start on the 3rd of December, are all Amazon Prime video games. So for the first time, Sky and BT are not going to have any of the football. Well, it's good to put that ad in there, Dan, thank you. Well, no, no just, it'll just be interesting. So all, every single game will be available to watch. Mark, Live. what does it mean when there's red and green? Is it on pick to lose? Pick to lose. Well, it's red, you just haven't picked them. Okay. Green should be your most picks, but I don't know why... Well, if you've only picked everyone's once. Yeah, I don't know what's happened with Danny's. Uh, All right, go on, Mark. What are you picking? So, I've not actually picked Arsenal to win. Ooh. And they're away to Norwich. I don't know know about this. Go on, do it. Aston... uh, I've done Aston Villa. I've not done Bournemouth, but they're also... Away at Spurs. Spurs. Tough game. I've not done Brighton, but they're away to Liverpool. Also, I think Eddie... Eddie, (laughs) It's not a good week for the teams I haven't picked to win. Eddie Howe will probably be taking the Everton job in the next few weeks, I expect. So so. I've not done Chelsea yet to win. So they're at home to West Ham. And we've discussed how bad West Ham are. They are are. bad. And Chelsea just... Yeah, that's quite a fierce East v West derby. So I'm going to go Chelsea to beat West Ham. And I'm going to go with a 3-0. Ooh, 3-0. Home win for Chelsea. I'm very tempted by the twelve thirty kickoff. What what is the rule, Chris? That's why. That's why. Never bet on the early kickoff. You're going to go saying. for Newcastle. Yeah. Do it. Do <laughs> it. Newcastle. Do you, know, do you know what? Newcastle causes City problems sometimes. Newcastle to beat City. Can I do it? Can you do it? Oh, Can you do it? Me. It's that one, or it's, it's going to be Burnley versus Crystal Palace. Um, it's the season. I have to say, we didn't. We haven't even talked about the uh, City Chelsea game. Uh, hold on one sec. Uh, we can talk about it. If you like. Good game. It was yeah. a good game. I didn't watch it. Neither did I. No. I just I saw highlights. It was a good game. <laughs> I watched yeah? it. Yeah, it was very good. Tell game. us about it, Dan. Well, why don't you pick your final thing, and then we can wrap this segment up. <laughs> then Danny will tell you how good City were. Yeah. Yeah. Do not fuck it. I'm going for Newcastle to be <laughs> Man City. I'm going for uh, a two 
nil victory. They're not scoring. Holy they're not scoring. One goal in that game. That is like, unbelievable. Yeah. You, know, you, know when you, you know when you look back on Bournemouth Wolves and go, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. This time next to you go, how did you let me pick Every Newcastle? week I bet on that 12 o'clock game. <laughs> Every week I bet the favourite. Every week I fucking lose. That's good. That would be a draw, that game. Um, no, what I liked about the Chelsea City game, actually, just going back, was the first 30 minutes. Well, the first 30 minutes, Chelsea. I was really impressed with how Chelsea played because there's been lots of question marks about Lampard, his tact- tactics, and how tactically astute he is. Like, everyone's what liking questions? what he does. No, everyone likes what he does. Everyone's been praising him. There's been huge <laughs> question marks about his how he sets his team up defensively, whether he, tactically he's smart enough to be able to adapt during a game or whether he just has his one way of playing. Nah, that's definitely... Do you know when like someone's like the hot prospect and they win and they say, oh, everyone doubted me. It's like, no, no one doubted you. <laughs> like, I, I, I think uh, there was a lot of talk. He's Lampard had a style quick. of playing at Derby and a style of playing at City at uh, Chelsea now, which is very similar. Anyway, what I really enjoyed about that first 30 minutes of the game was Chelsea played exactly how you want to play against Man City. Man City have a, a like at home always play the same. Whenever you have David Silva and De Bruyne, they play in the same way. They create tons of space in the middle of the park because both of them sort of go out to the edges, high wing backs. There's tons of space in the middle, I and what happens good, is good all goal by Kante as well. That was a great goal, and and it, it actually all came because of this. So all everyone that plays Man City falls into the Guardiola trap because they, they try and follow De Bruyne or try and follow Silva they also leave space in the middle and that's why you get people like Gundogan and Fernandini and all of those with tons of touches and coming through the middle and playing nice balls uh, Chelsea did not so Jorginho and Kovacic and Kante were brilliant in that first 30 minutes not only were they closing down but they just stuck to their position they stuck to the middle of the pitch and they had all the, t- the space in the world because they know Man City do not come into that area of the pitch when they've got the ball. So they just knew by pressing, if they win the ball back, all of a sudden it's three on two every single time. And that's what they did. That's where Kante's goal came from. Brilliant pass from Kovacic, actually. Um, and it's just a shame that they didn't seem to be able to keep that up. I think, to be fair to City, they're obviously a better team, slightly better players. They adapted. And I think in the second half, Lampard sort of I don't know if he fell into Guardiola's trap or what, but he seemed it just just didn't do the same thing. They were being dragged out of position. They were following. De Bruyne was excellent again, and uh, there were you know a couple of a uh, lucky deflection for De Bruyne's goal, but a couple of bits of luck. Chelsea played really well. I was really impressed, and in mean, that first thirty minutes, they showed exactly how to get a City and how to play them. And I just hope more more teams do that. So I was, very yeah, good. very impressed with them. Right, um, should we go to my game? Let's do it. Yeah. So, as I said earlier, it was my birthday this weekend. So, we are going to play a game of higher and lower of footballers' ages. Ooh, okay. Get it? Yep. Yeah. So, I'm going to say a play. Oh, I'm going to say a player. You get one point for guessing whether it's right if they're higher and lower than the previous age, and then you get another bonus point for age. getting the actual age. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and if Danny gets it wrong, do I? Does it roll over? What? Yeah, and vice versa. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, right. uh, what, do you want that? Well, yeah. It'd be quite a high-scoring game. That's all right. We like high-scoring games. No, because it's only going to be 50-50. That was my oh, yeah. joke. No, <laughs> I, I thought you like, were going no, on with age. my joke. I thought oh, the age. Like, you meant guessing the lower, age. wrong. Pass it over. It's higher. <laughs> I meant guessing the age for no, the bonus we, point. We won't. We won't. We won't all right, fine. That. So, who wants to go first? I'll go right. first. Daniel will go Who's first. winning? I'm probably is winning. There, is it definitely high or low? There's no pairs. So you want to go first? <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Uh, good. Yeah, I'll go. Excuse fir- me. I'll go Get first. Nothing for <laughs> in this game. 
He just uh, wants to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know the, you know the first know. result is going to be a pair. That's the only reason why Sarah was going to listen, because you're like, can you do a double and say to Mark, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, sir, there's nothing for a pair in this game. Um, very good side joke, sorry, guys. Um, do you know what? There are no pairs in here. Oh. So there you go. Good. Um, I did have one set up, but now I'm not going to, because the joke is ruined. Good. Right, so Danny. Yeah. We're going to start with me. My name is Chris. I'm 32 years old. Yeah. The next player, the player. I was wondering where this was going. Yeah, no. And I'm an alcoholic. No. No, I'm an alcoholic. I'm a sex addict. Um, <laughs> Come on. So, all right. Juan Mata, is he older or younger than me? Ooh. I think Juan Mata is... Ooh, that's a tough... I reckon he's older. Is that your answer? Yeah. He's, in fact, younger. Oh, is he? Yes, he's younger. Can, I get, a, can I get a bonus for the for guessing the age? No. no. You can only, you only qualify for that if you get it right. He's, in fact... 31? 31 years of age. Mm. 31 matter. Oh, oh well. I was, close. I was yeah. going to go for 33, but... Anyway, 31. There you go. Very good. Very good. Like um, one. Yeah, no, I got it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Sounds like one. Mark. <laughs> Mark. So one match at 31 years old. How old is Nabi Keita? Is he older or younger? Uh, I just feel like he's got to be younger. And well, if I guess, I'm going to go Keita's like 26. He is younger. That's one point. But he's 24 years old. Oh. Yeah, I was thinking Kata versus Matter. That's like the easiest one ever. I did think I was like Matter versus you is like really close. <laughs> one year difference. In fact, one two days difference. You're the same age as him two days ago. Anyway, God. There you go. Stuart's um, inquiry already. Yeah, started. So one point to mark. One nil. Uh, Bernardo Silva. Is he older or younger than Nabi Kata? Do you know the only? I'm going to go younger, and the only reason I'm going to say younger is because. I have a feeling last year he was still qualified for the Young Player of the Year, even though he was 23. So because there's no pairs, unless you're screwing me here, I think he's 23. So I'm going to go younger. Yeah. He's in fact older. Oh, fuck. He's 25 years old. Oh, it must have been two years ago then. 25? So no, annoying. You could, you could be 25 years old, and I think it's 25 or 26. Oh, is it 25? He's remarkably still... old for the Young Player yeah, of the Year. Because Sterling was in it as well. Oh. I remember when Rooney was, was like... In it for young player of the year. And he's been well, I think Ni- Nigel Rio Coca's still playing <laughs> under twenty one. Babi Yaro still, uh, yeah, still qualifies. Jorginho, Chelsea player. Is he older or younger than Bernardo Silva? Uh, so he's Bernardo Silva's twenty five. So I'm going to go. Jorginho is younger, and I'm going to go. 23. George, you're, you're nodding then. You like that? He's definitely younger, isn't he? He's in fact older. Is he? Yes. George, I have no idea how old players are. He's 27 years old. George, so. is 27? Yeah. Fuck it out. He was a late start. Yeah. He's not been around that long. Well, you I mean he's been playing football for a while. But well, clearly. Just not in the Premier League. Late bloomer. Well, no, but even when he was at Napoli a couple of years ago, I thought he was really young. He was like, just came on the scene. Yeah. Um... Are we keeping score? You're one nil up. Right. Yeah. We're not doing very well. There's yeah, no scores surprised. to keep. It's just that even the high and low, like uh, it's hard. Alexander Lacazette is he older or younger than Jorginho? He is older than Jorginho. I'm going to say he's 29. Oh, I'd have said 30. Oh. He is older. One point. He's in fact 28 years old. Ooh. 
Alright. Back in the game. One, one, one each. One one. I got um, a shot. Go in hand. Eric Dyer, Mark. <clears throat> is he older or younger than Alexander Lacazette? At twenty-eight. Oh. Uh, I don't feel like Dyer is young. Maybe these players are just older than I think. But I so World Cup was he in the Euro squad three years ago? Where was the Euros? France. <laughs> You're going off on a tangent here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with young, younger, and I'm going to go with like 27. He's definitely younger. He's definitely younger. It's probably younger than that. 24, 23? He's 25. Oh. 25. He's younger than I thought he was, yeah. When, um, he, when he first came on the scene with Poch at Spurs, he's like 21. He'd just come through. Wilfred Zaha, Dan. That's 2-1 to Mark. Is he older or younger than Eric Dyer? Ooh, Dyer's 25, did you say? Yeah. Ooh. You could probably wipe I this feel back. like if there was pairs, you guys would be saying pairs a lot. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna. Is it, I feel like he's been around forever, but he was, he was at United so young. He's at United. That was when Van Gaal was there. It was. So that was five years ago. Is he? Was he twenty? He wasn't twenty. He wasn't a teenager then. So I'm gonna go with uh, y- uh, younger than 25. I'm going to say 24. He's older. Oh, God, yeah. I can't get this right. You're like Van Gogh. He was Ferguson's last signing. Was he? Yeah. Oh. That's what he is. He's Ferguson. Yeah. Do you remember? Cause oh. the I knew was someone's he, last signing. I can't remember who. Moise's daughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he wore the Imogen Thomas uh, T-shirt on his first day to work after yeah. the gig so That would have been like 20, what, 13? And he would have been... He was like 18, 19? Yeah. Ah, oh, so that's, that's annoying. Sick. How old is he? 27. 27. 27, wow. yeah. That's what I did. Um, Past Mark, it. Mark. Uh, Jay Rodriguez. Is he older or younger than... James. No, Jay. Oh, Jay. The, the I one thought he meant like James Rodriguez. Where's he now? Burnley. Yeah. Uh, He's got the screaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jay Rodriguez. Is he older or younger than 27 years old? That's a good one. Because he's one of these... Old players, it's probably surprisingly young. So. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. I have no idea, though. So we said thing was, what, 28? 27. 27. Surely, Jay Rodriguez has been Southampton, West Brom. He's been all over the place. So it's, he's got to be older. I'll go with 29. He is older. <sighs> he's 30 years old. Oh, wow, Rodriguez is 30. <laughs> yeah. So what's that, 3-1? Three, 3-1, one? Three, one. Yeah. Have you got three? No, he's got three. three yeah. oh, I'm not having a good time. Um... You'd Danny. think we would just hit an age just by chance. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough, this. Danny, Alex Awobi, is he older or younger than Jay Rodriguez? Oh, he's definitely younger than Jay Rodriguez. <laughs> giveaway. You had a giveaway with Navi You did have a giveaway. I just yeah. did one in there. Um, how old, how old is Alex Iwobi? You changing the game mid-game to give him open goals. <laughs> I reckon Alex Iwobi is... I wish I have no idea. He must be in his early 20s. 23? That's what I would have said. 23 exactly. Boom! Yes! It's free all. Oh, what a comeback. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It's like Man United against Sheffield United. Boom! Quick seven minutes. Done. Uh, The player is... I've just realised I've done the counting wrong. Uh, Sean Longstaff. Is he older or younger than Alex Iwobi? He's younger and he's... Uh, 21 he is younger 
and he's 22 years old. Oh, close. But that still wins it. Oh, hey, game Oh, I started, I started the line. match. Oh, you should have said that was the winning one. No, I didn't want More, to more pressure. pressure on him. Yeah. You win 4-3. Did you have a tie break? Closest, no. closest to age? No. No, yeah. I couldn't think of one. How old is Pele? I would have gone Abramovich, Abramovich closest to. What's he, 38? He's 38, yeah. 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 There you go, well done. How old is Good. Pele? Oh, God knows. 60? Pele. 70? Greatest footballer ever. You want to guess, Chris? Uh, him, he's um, he's uh, uh, 74. Wow. 79. Oh. Wow, he's old. Um, yeah. Should we uh, should we talk about how wonderfully brilliant I am at fantasy football? What? Front three, back four? <laughs> Should we talk about uh, fantasy football? You'll talk team this week. <laughs> yes, how was, how was your lunch, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack Stearman is still leading the way. He's had another storming week. Who, who is Jack Stearman again? He's, uh, he's my girlfriend's sister's fiance. Brilliant. Shout out to Jack. Read Jack Stearman blog. He writes a footballing blog if you want to read that. Get some bad inside knowledge. Do you know who he brought in this week? He brought in Son and he brought in Vardy. The guy knows what he's doing. Wow. Congratulations. Still really? top of the league. He writes a lot of fantasy football stuff, so you might learn Oh, really? Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, he's still top of the league, uh, 70 points ahead of me. Wow. Uh, but this week, I finally uh, overtook you both. So, only took whatever week, game week we're in. Um, All right, it's not over yet, but it's happened last pod. Only took like, Chris, 13 Chris was weeks. screaming about <laughs> being above both of us, and then before the pod was even out there. Yeah, but <laughs> the difference is we all know that this is it now. Once once I'm gone, I'm gone. You're not catching me. Can you help me out with this? So I've done a football bet right now, um, and one of the team's matches being suspended. So what does that mean? It counts as a non-runner. It, it's a, yeah, it avoids so. that, that oh, particular it's very bet. very annoying, man. Shit. But have you won the rest of the accumulator? No. They will win. They will win. Who, who's been avoided? The rest have lost. What are you betting on? What's been cancelled? Uh, uh, it was um, Lecce versus Cagliari. Why has it been cancelled? I have no idea. I can't find anything about it. They, they, they barely got a website. Lecce. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you just bet on anything. I'm going to have to go to the Iranian League. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's bad when you just start looking at yeah. that. Oh, due to what? There you go. Armenian literally League just, B team. I just googled Lecce Cagliari. Lecce vs Cagliari is postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. If the game is rescheduled within three hours for a date within 48 hours of the original kickoff time, then all bets will still stand. So Sky Bet help. If it does not, bets will be voided. Is that Sky Bet though? I'm that was Sky Bet. I imagine they'll all stick to the same rules. They best. Um, My bet for Ian White doesn't seem to be going well as well. Is this our I'm a Celebrity segment? Have we got a new one? Uh, yeah. No, I've, I've, watched, I've watched the first... It's on too late. Like, it's on at like 10 o'clock at night, man. By the time yeah. it's done, it's like 11, <laughs> half 11. Man's already in bed by then. <laughs> so I, I, I went to check the All Talk FC um, team and I just Googled All Talk FC and was just curious at the results. And one of them's... Uh, Top Kylie Jenner podcasts. No, it's not. No, it's not. Shut up. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, One sec. That is so good. Right, from now on. (laughs) From now on. Yeah. What number on the list are we? I don't know. It's quite far down. (laughs) Well, well, well. What was that back? Follow back Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Is she going to follow us back or? <laughs> Not quite yet. We'll keep voting for um <laughs> for I'm a celeb anyway. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn yeah. Jenner. Yeah. Her mum slash dad. You've been watching it much, Mark? I do actually. Like. Sure, kind of TV, innit? It's easy watching. I don't watch it every day, but my money's gone on Ian Wright. He's, he's just too moody. As soon as I as soon as I backed him, 
I watched one episode. You talked me into it. I bet they. I, I didn't think it was a good shout. I, I thought, yeah, he'll be fine. And then as soon as he got in the house, I was like, no, nah, he's too moody. And he's now he's now like favourite to to go out. Oh, is he <laughs> <laughs> out first? You should have reversed your bet. Lay your bet on him. Um, okay, so got good. Football team. Uh, well, I was just going to say I've I've had a pretty good week. The All Talk FC team. I finally managed to make a transfer and we've had a good week. Nice. I bought in Jamie Vardy for twelve points. I left in Mares, even though last week, before the international break, we talked about maybe taking him out, but I felt like he was probably going to get a start. And he did score a fantastic goal, that has to be said. So you can thank Chris for that uh, transfer. Yeah, yeah, it's all come back around. Turns out Chris knew knew all along. Bastard. Um, I didn't know all along, I'd forgotten, but then I remembered when you mentioned it, and I don't want to say it. (laughs) <laughs> and Firmino scored his first goal in 10 games wow we've got, still got him at the front leading the line Zaha still got him and he scored his first goal of the season so, see if you trust these players long enough eventually <laughs> yeah. they will, what's it's, like, it's like trusting a long term manager what did um, what did it come up yeah, with yeah, in the end got Cantu on the bench as well Jeez. yeah yeah we've got, we've got a strong team now we've got um, 52 points in the bag with John McGinn still to play uh, Rico unfortunately didn't have a great game he lost 2 points he ended up with zero, didn't he? He ended up with zero. But that's all right. I'll take the 52. Uh, and the league, working away, back up the league, that team. So now, no longer bottom. David Omadia Diagbi, uh, with FC Strongest, is now bottom of the league, or joint bottom of the league, actually. Ah, oh, David. So, unfortunately. I actually think that's a listener. Well, it, yeah, it must be. How else is he going to be on? I don't know him. I don't know. Do you know him, Mark? No. Give us a shout out, David, on Twitter, if you know us. Yeah, we'll get a free T-shirt. Yeah, we don't know what. Yeah, it would just buy one. Yeah, yeah just get a t-shirt, a wax t-shirt, a Kylie Jenner t-shirt. Yeah, follow back Kylie Jenner. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag follow back Kylie Jenner. Let's rise, start. Rise and shine. Good. Rise uh, and shine. Now we're just now we're just in. We're nearly at an hour, so should no. we finish off? There we go. Uh, so what we've got left is all uh, fun feedback for. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? what? I think it's about time someone else told me to go first. Yeah, I think yeah. you should go first, actually. All right, I'll go first this week. In my, <laughs> in my front three this week is um, Dog Drivers. Uh, dog the, Drivers? Dog Drivers. Okay. Dog Drivers. It was a, uh, in Florida, there was a, a dog that was caught driving a car in reverse, in a circle, backwards for an hour before police were able to get in there and save him. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a nice it's a nice video clip. I was scrambling to find something for my front three. I only had like I had like four back fours. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was trying to pick out what's going on. Like Brexit was one of them. No, I'm typical. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's just this video clip of um of the dog reversing backwards. Just it's <laughs> a police van. There's a fire truck. It's like. It's so funny though how they just couldn't stop it for like an hour. And they, they got a, they got a was a dog just just stood on the it was river, a on the door. Yeah, it managed to change the gears and then drive it back. <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. Yeah, really weird stuff. Uh, was it an automatic or was it manual? I imagine because it's America. It's it must automatic. be automatic, yeah. right? And you just push the little yeah, lever on the side and it starts reversing. Yeah, yeah. So he's <laughs> not he's not pressed the clutch. He's <laughs> <and put it laughs> <into> reverse. <laughs> got one paw on the passenger seat <laughs> looking back <laughs> man best friend he's a designated driver too yeah. very good there you go uh, in my good. back four this week is um, uh, <laughs> is Charlie's Angels oh, the new film yeah did you, was you going to do that I wasn't going to do it but I did see the ads and it looks awful 
Well, it actually got incredibly low uh, low uh, review. Oh, shock. Such, and it's been an absolute box office flop. We're uh, yeah. grossing $9 million in its first weekend. And it cost, I think, something like $65 million. Oh, wow. Dollars, that is um, a flop. Managed by... It was directed... Yeah, so it has... Um, the cast of it was... a. Uh, there's no surprise it was going to be a flop. Um, in my opinion, but wasn't um, what's her name who plays Hermione in it? Emma Watson. No, no it's the no, one it's from Stewart, who's from oh, Twilight. From, oh Naomi, yeah, Naomi Scott, Elizabeth Banks um, is the producer, is the director actually. But the funny thing is, she blamed that it's no. She was like, it's no surprise that it didn't do well because of um, the stereotypical chauvinistic way in Hollywood, <laughs> because um, men don't go and see uh, films with. Women leading actors, but, but in the like, last Charlie X Angels do quite well. Yeah, yeah, they really, 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 really yeah. Great film. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that. Um, yeah, but it's like she went on to talk about how you know people go and see Wonder Woman, and that's different because well, uh, Captain Marvel. But that's because that's the comic book genre, which is a male genre. They're not going to go out and see um, movies done by women. Uh, well, how about the women go and see the movies? Why is it done just to the men? How are we showing this here? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's a commercial product. I mean, you could tell from the ad- from the advert. I saw one trailer, and it looked terrible. Absolutely. And me and Amanda both looked at each other. We went, "Well, we're not going to go watch that." So but easy to just blame it on men being assholes, isn't it? Men don't go and see it. Well, go and see it yourself, innit? <laughs> Women ain't seen it either. Clearly, no one's seeing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's probably not even based on stats. Like of the nine million, million. I wonder, yeah, I wonder what the split of demographic yeah. is. No idea. <laughs> no. Good. Do you want to go next, Mark? I've I've right. actually um I've so, lost my back four. So So my front three this week is boxing. Hey. Don't know if any of you watched the Deontay Wilder fight last night. I big fans, big fans. I did so. see the knockout. The it knockout. was very good. The only punch Wilder landed in the whole fight. So really? right, the, the guy's face that. afterwards was hilarious. He looked so confused. You know when yeah. someone's clearly knocked out, but he's getting up and he it's got uh, it was, I couldn't it was, explain his facial expression. It's a bit like he's like he's like where am I? What's going on here? You look uh, he really was, confused. Was, was, not the fuck so, out. the seventh round, uh, Ortiz had won all six rounds before that comfortably. Seventh round, looked like he even caught Wilder a bit, but nothing, nothing like dangerous. And then about three seconds to go, bang, Wilder, one punch, fight's over. And, and it's just... It looked like he was going to cry, Ortiz, as well. Oh, yeah, because he had obviously worked on a strategy... Was dominant like he just had to carry on what he was doing. He would have won the fight probably twelve rounds. Or like I don't think there's ever been a heavyweight champion who's lost more rounds than Wilder. Like he never wins rounds. He he he's not doesn't need to. Just, just knocks people out. One of the most devastating punches. In yeah, the argument now is is he the the biggest punch there is because he literally does not care about losing rounds. Like seventh round, he's lost all six. He don't care. He's just like I'm just gonna knock him out. At some point, I will yeah. knock him out. Like and that's it. So like good for him. But yeah, it's good because it it was a real sort of chance to slip up. Like he didn't look himself. Like he he's got out of jail with one punch, and hopefully we'll see him lose to Tyson Fury in February. So is that happening? Uh, all, all things were like twenty second of Feb. It's all signed, but obviously they couldn't say anything because this fight was coming up. So it'd be interesting. But 20... well, you're probably going to talk about it in a few weeks. But the other big fight happening in December. Yeah. With uh, Joshua so, and Ruiz too. Yeah, see that one's a bit di- odd because I, like the winner of that has, will have like three mandatory because uh, that's got more belts. They'll have different mandatories. So 
we're probably going to end up next year with actually more champions than than we should. So Alexander Usk is a mandatory to the winner of that fight. Pulev is a mandatory for the winner of that fight. So it's an odd one, that one, because after that, it actually will get really messy of who they've got to fight next because you have, you have to fight usually one mandatory a year. So the well, w- gave up the belt, didn't it? Yeah, the WBC allow Wilder to kind of do what he wants. So that's why he can fight. Ortiz this year and get away with it like so yeah but you the, see um, Mayweather's coming back out of retirement I saw yeah two fights next it? yeah I was going to oh, do that as my back on. four was, uh, my back four was um, being poor it's clearly <laughs> or your overhead or something like that it's it's clearly he needs the money again. yeah he's got two fights next year and one of them's probably going to be a UFC fighter All talk and all Conor sports. McGregor's coming back in January so if Conor so. McGregor gets two wins don't be surprised if Mayweather they, they fight each other is one fight against Pacquiao and once against McGregor so. oh, he'll fight some fucking nobody oh, he might as well like he can just earn money just beating up cage fighters <laughs> it's like to be fair yeah yeah uh, my back four this week is boxing so <laughs> there was a title fight last night in Liverpool Callum Smith who's one of the UK's better fighters was fighting John Ryder a guy who's from the Angel fights out of Islington earned his way up to a mandatory position lost on points but it was just the, the cards like I think the and Andy Webb is it the guy the commentator on Sky had it a draw Johnny Nelson had Ryder winning by a round the official cards were like 117, 111, 116, That's just huge, like not even close. And you're like, this guy's just been robbed because Callum Smith's the big name. He's the home fighter. Like, I, I just felt John Ryder's not a world-class fighter, but he's had the fight of his life. He's a local to here. But I just think to go up to Liverpool, have the fight of your life, probably nick the fight by a round, and then just to the judges' scorecards to be like, you're not even close, like... A lot of questionable scorecards in, in rugby, in uh, boxing, in boxing these days. Yeah, it's in, in all combat sports, like cage fighting as well. As soon as it goes to the judges' scorecards, you just hope two of the three judges are not like have seen uh, the fight. You're like you can get away with one dodgy judge, but when you when you have three, it's like well, oh, come sometimes on. as well. It's their interpretations. Like they think they're the the masters of the, of. Of all, and no knowledge of what how the sport. But they're also influenced. Yeah. So as you say, a favourite that's, that's fighting at home, they're influenced. Yeah. You can't help it. Be influenced Callum by Smith, that. If you're not a good ref, you'll be influenced. By well, it's true because Callum Smith would miss a punch by an inch, which actually is good from Ryder because he's made him miss. Like you want people to miss punches close because yeah. then you've got the right distance. But if the crowd scream because they think he's caught oh. him, yeah, then they'll point, they'll it, give him a it point. does like it's just, oh, it's just bad refereeing. It's just. Uh, lack uh, of scoring, experience, bad yeah, bad judging even. Yeah. Well, no, look, imagine like Mike. Imagine football was done with scorecards, and then Mike Dean was a judge. <laughs> Everyone be sent off. Yeah. Be dreadful. Liverpool would be top of the league. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking whoever's, whoever's in charge of VAR wants Liverpool yeah. top of the league. I tell you. you go. All right, Dan, you go for it. Uh, so, in my managed to find one. Yeah. No, no. So you I have a front. I have a front three. I just don't have a back four. I can't find it. I did. Ha- I thought I wrote There's one plenty down. Plenty of back fours in the news. Just oh pick God. one. Conservatives. Um, <laughs> yeah, fact checking and manifesto websites. I like that though. I thought it was quite funny. Uh, anyway, eighty percent, eight eight hundred thousand pounds isn't in the top five percent as well. Um, yeah. So in my front three is um, supermarket UK supermarkets at Christmas. So last week my front three was all about Christmas music and the benefits. Uh, as you'll have all seen over the last couple of weeks, the Christmas ads are all it's out. It's still November, Dan. Yeah, you... but all the Christmas ads are out now. You Everyone's keep bringing up Christmas. Yeah, and I'm going to for the next. 
four and a half weeks. Um, so now all the Christmas ads are out. Everyone waits patiently for John Lewis's oh God, big ad, yeah. obviously, and that came out. Um, but and they're always you... so. I think the John Lewis adverts recently are so average. But everyone's oh, I like, love it. I'm in tears. I love this it. Is, the, is this a thing? I've never even heard about this. The John what, Lewis advert. What, the John Lewis Christmas advert? Yeah. Have you been living under a rock? Yeah. What, <laughs> where have you been for 10 years? Do you only look at bad news? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, tr- anyway, doesn't trigger you. The, my front three is not the John Lewis ad. My front three is Aldi, specifically, with their brilliant response to John Lewis's ad. So... Chris, this is going to be confusing for you because you haven't seen any of the ads, but I will try and make it. Re- I'll try and simplify it. What happened a few weeks ago? So, um, Wait, slow down. <laughs> all of the all of the supermarkets are basically have a good laugh at Christmas. This has happened now a few years in a row where they have good Twitter spats about their stuff. So a few weeks ago, Mel B sent a tweet to Tesco because she'd seen her she her picture had been used in like yeah. a thing for um, Tesco Club Card. She t- she tweeted. Uh, Tesco saying, can the CEO of Tesco contact me urgently, please? Thank you. Uh, anyway, so then the John Lewis ads come out. And in, in the John Lewis ad, at some point, the little dragon character that they've created has a carrot and he's putting it on a snowman and he burns it to hell. Now, the Aldi Christmas ad is about Kevin the carrot. So Aldi have tweeted John Lewis and gone, can you contact me urgently, please? This is really important. Thank you. Hashtag Kevin the carrot. Because I'm like, worried that they've hurt the carrot. So John Lewis respond with, uh, don't worry, he's absolutely fine. Um, we really love your advert too, or something. And then um, Audi respond with uh, another uh, hit of Tesco and MLB. Because later on, MLB tweets, let me just get it. Uh, hold on a minute. Uh... Her response was there's uh, afterwards. Oh, there's been a miscommunication between some of the parties dealing with it. Luckily, Tesco have been amazing. Thank you. So, after a few tweets yeah, back and forth with John Lewis and Aldi, so then Aldi respond with, "Looks as though there's been a miscommunication. Happens to the best of us, John Lewis and Waitrose. Uh, you've been amazing." Which Waitrose then responded with a picture of Brussels sprouts, which had been destroyed by the dragon, because in the Aldi advert, the Brussels sprout is like the enemy of Kevin. Anyway, I just think the whole thing is fucking brilliant, because all the social media crews of all the uh, uh, supermarkets are just taking the piss out of Mel B while all yeah. popularising their Because the thing was, she tweeted that, uh, I think it was on Instagram, she put it, saying, can the CEO of Tesco immediately call me about this? And then everyone was like, she's being a diva. And then she came out and said, no... I agreed to do the photo shoot, but it was for the charity, and the charity's only a small bit in the corner of the photo. It should have been bigger, and it was like, no, no, it weren't. You, you clearly, you, you like. She tried to play it down, like, no, no, I, I did sign up to the advert. I was on the advert. I just wanted the charity to be more part of the advert than it was. And it was like, but she only did that because of the backlash she got for being such a diva. Why did she do that? Because she doesn't like a picture. Well, they they had a picture of her, and she said she did it. For the charity, but in the picture, the charity is only yeah. basically briefly mentioned at the bottom. But the way she did her tweet, everyone was like, she's just yeah. like overreacting, being a diva wants money. So then she was like, no, no, everything's fine. They've been amazing. They've they've sorted it out. But I was just interested in the charity. It was like, hmm. <laughs> like four. Uh, I'm gone. But go and check out Aldi and John Lewis's adverts, particularly the Aldi one. It's really good. The um. What are they called? What are they called? Leafy blinders. Like the, it's like the carrots against. Oh, it's carrots against the Brussels sprouts. It's really good. It's well I, I, worth watching. No back fours. It's either one or the other with him. It's never both. 
Sorry. There's so much. I like, literally I've just gone to BBC, click news. <laughs> there was Frozen Two got released, and then there was. Uh, Why is that back for? Because there I was the no big machete attack in Birmingham cinema. Did you see, with the like teenagers raided Frozen Two, what? and a 13 year old got got stabbed. And because of Jeez. that, View have cancelled some other movie. Some other movie like that was with gang violence. I did not know yeah. that news. Did you live under a rock? Yes. <laughs> Too busy watching <laughs> adverts. shitty adverts. Yeah. There's real stuff going out there. I work in marketing, all right? I like did it when the adverts um, come out at Christmas. The Conservatives bought the website labormanifesto.co.uk no. and put a fake manifesto up. I did, see, I did see that. They're in trouble, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Like, I don't mind like joke sites doing it, but there should be some integrity. In, in well, the... since then, actually, this was a big thing in our work. Since that's happened, both Google and Facebook have now banned any paid advertising for political purpose, which has never been the case in history. They've now both done it purely because of what they did with that Labour manifesto. They couldn't avoid them. They basically spent an absolute fortune bidding on the Labour terms to make sure that their website showed up first in all the searches. It was very good. Very clever. Very good. Good. Right. We will see you next week when Man City will have a dramatic loss against Newcastle with a 12.30 kickoff. <laughs> and I will be the king of the world. Have a good week, fellas. Cheers. All right, cheers. All right, bye. Bye. bye.